0: This is the age of pods, eternal casting.
1: When we die. Welcome to the age of pods, uh, which is the world's first and only Sophie and Stevens podcast. Uh, welcome back to music <laughs> after watching a movie last week. My name is Janos.
0: My name is Jan and with us is special guest
2: uh i'm stephanie
0: hi hello hello what are you doing here who are you
2: i'm just a void um no i'm a person actually it turns out oh that's interesting Um, cool i'm a canadian person uh who loves Sufian stevens uh and i also podcast so it's fun to be here to talk about Sufian on a podcast
1: hey uh yeah (laughs) splendid when did that happen to you uh being a sufian Stevens fan
2: oh god actually not terribly long ago like it was uh, maybe like four years ago or so i like i listened to sufian a lot i tried to get into him a long time ago Mm -hmm. but i started with illinois because everyone tells you to always start with illinois yeah and it was really good but it was just really long and so it's really hard for me to like, which I guess you guys know because yeah, we recorded several dead. episodes. Yeah. That's
3: it, yeah. pretty spot on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's hard for me to get into really long albums. Especially if you have to listen to... Well, not have to listen to them in order, but, like, if they're a concept album and you're, like, They're better to listen to in order. So, like, I didn't get really into him until I listened to Carrie and Lowell because Mm. it's short. And the first time I listened to it, it just really stuck with me. And then I went back and explored all the other stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's really good. (laughs) So I've been a really big fan since that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So was that, like, at that point, like, Carrie and Lowell already came out? A while ago or what yeah was
2: it had been out for a bit like i think yeah. this was like 2016 or, or 2016 2017 or something mm-hmm. like that so like it had been out for a bit uh i was like i'm in grad school i'm depressed so let's listen yeah. to <laughs> so this so this
3: is pretty on <laughs> brand for me yeah.
2: yeah there's no better
3: time yeah
2: no not really and when it's, it's cold like,
3: out and you're sad
2: yeah exactly actually for when me, I, I was like, th- it was summer it was summer, so it was pretty hot. Oh, oh. it's a
3: good summer. Well, um, for sure, <laughs>
1: there are cold summers. You not know.
2: There are, yeah. Not in Ontario, but...
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, f- for me, weirdly, when Carrie and Lowell came out, I already liked Sufjan, or, like, at least knew about him. Like, I liked, mm-hmm. I heard Illinois at that point, but it took me, like, years until I actually listened to Carrie and Lowell. Because huh. uh, I am I was so bad at listening to new music Even from like <laughs> artists I liked
2: uh-huh. Oh god I really feel that I never I have such a hard time listening to new music <laughs> Yeah mm-hmm. I mean I um, I had known about him for a long time But a, lo- a big yeah. part of it was like as a meme Because it was kind of like Seeing people post on the internet Like about how swole Sufjan is And how much <laughs> he Like how he's using his big arms To just do the power of god
1: <laughs> yeah. Which he does.
2: Yeah, he does. Yeah.
1: Is that that's yeah. like a Tumblr thing, probably, right?
2: I think so. That yeah. Sounds <laughs> like it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Tumblr's how I mostly first heard about Sufjan was through his memes and people being like, listening to Sufjan makes me want to be a a young gay preacher's son having a affair at a summer camp.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Which Relatable,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so this is we're gonna talk about all delighted people today. This is two thousand ten uh-huh um where where were you in two thousand ten i
2: just I graduated high school in two thousand and nine, so I guess I was a year out from that and starting university
1: I mm-hmm. guess what were yeah. you do you remember what you were listening to around that time
2: oh I don't know if I watched. Oh, actually no, it was it wasn't bad. I was listening to a lot of Rilo Kylie, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Cuz I was so like thinking
1: as I was listening to this today, I was like trying to put myself back to 2010 and it's like <laughs> that was like I was like peak uh uh, you know the Beatles were real music and why is there no real music anymore but I think <laughs> 2010 was also the year where uh, Arcade Fire The Suburbs came out and I remember that was like the first new music I got into that was like not radio music and where I could be like a pretentious <laughs> indie hipster about it so I was like uh-huh. Right at that crossroad, I I think, where I went from my, like, classic rock phase to my fucking indie rock phase. Or, like, mm-hmm. I, I super got into Radiohead, I think, around, like, 2011, 12... Hmm. And it still took me, like, a few more years until I actually found out about Sufjan. But it's, like, very funny to think about how I was, like, at that point, I was, like, modern music is bad, and all modern music is bad, and there's, you know, music died 30 years ago when, like, this came out in that year. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. And this song, like, even is, like, very referential to... Yeah. Classic music, too. I mean, well, I mean, specifically Simon and Garfunkel, I guess. But, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, In 2010, oh.
3: I would have been 11 listening to Mostly Weird Al. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Which now I'm just thinking about if there was, like, a one of those Weird Al polka medleys of Sufjan songs, and I think that would be God,
2: really
1: I good. Wish. And we should get Weird oh, Al
3: on that.
2: I would love that so much.
1: <laughs> I don't... God. I saw like... a Weird
2: Al in concert last year.
1: <laughs> oh really?
3: Oh that's <laughs> yeah. awesome.
2: It's really good. Wait, was, was it, it like... the
3: the strings
1: yeah. uh tour?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, that's so good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, was that the was that the tour where he only played deep cuts or was that the different one?
2: Uh no, he played he played a lot of classics that like everyone okay. knew, but he played a couple songs that I was not as like familiar with.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm because i remember he had like one tour where he said i'm gonna play no parody songs uh <laughs> only like o- originals and covers of other songs and with a different set list every show <laughs> which is like huh. wild for someone like Weird Al, who's only known for that but apparently i mean there are some bangers
3: in the deep cuts you know yeah. hardware store albuquerque mm-hmm. yeah uh another one probably <laughs> that is good <laughs>
1: So, yeah, we're gonna. Today, we're gonna talk about. Talk only about the title track on All Delighted People, which he apparently debuted on his 2009 tour. If genius contributor. Um, I don't see their name is to be believed. It just is one contributor, so I don't know.
3: Looks like Austin Rory Hackett.
1: Okay. Thanks, Hackett. Thanks, Austin Rory Hackett, uh, for this information. Uh, And it's yeah it's how do we feel about this song it's good it's pretty good
2: i like podcast over this is my favorite sufian song which is why i'm here i don't i don't think he's ever gonna top this song to me even though like he could make another really he he made really good music after this came out even but i just feel like this is like the peak and i'm fine with that like if he never puts out another song i like more than this then i'm fine with that
1: yeah. interesting yeah i can really see that
3: it, i would say there are other songs as good as this one mm. but i kind of ag- it's like top top tier yeah cream of the crop
1: yeah i think there's like a level of Sufian and Steven's song where i'm like i i can't name better songs than this but then i think of another song and then i think i also can't name any better song than this <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, I yeah, be. even just, like, on Age of Odds, it's, like, yeah, Impossible Soul. I mean, it is God. really, really good, but... Yeah,
1: but then, like, Vesuvius is on there, and, I, yeah, uh, you know, I Want to Be Well is on there. Like, even, even yeah. just the songs on Odds are, like, the, all of these are his best song. Yeah. But this yeah. is, like, I think... Oh, go on.
2: Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think this is, like... Cause, Cause, you know, we've talked about like every real release he had. There's, there's a few like odd takes or whatever that we that didn't cover, or that like, or, like obscure releases. But we talked about like every almost every song he released up to this point. This seems, this feels so different than anything else we talked about so far. Yeah, big time.
3: I guess I didn't like really appreciate that until now. Just how much of a shift this must have felt like. Yeah, like sitting down to, and this release came out of basically nowhere, I think. Um, I may be wrong about that, but just, yeah, yeah. imagine, imagine like, oh boy, my favorite, you know, normal folk musician, Sufjan Stevens, has got a new EP out, and you listen to it, and it's all delighted people, and it's incredible.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And and he also put this out like a month before Age of Odds, too, and it's like, how lucky were people in 2010?
1: Yeah, it's... It's it's actually, like, mind-blowing Like, I, I, I just can't even Like, how do you write a song like this?
2: I don't know Because it's so much Like, it's such a well, I mean, the song is, like, 11 minutes long Or something yeah. like that Like, it's, it's pretty long And it's I feel like a lot of people also just miss it Because I think a lot of people getting into Sufjan Kind of just skip over all the lighted people for a while And then when they finally do listen to it They're like, oh, shit This is really good Yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, I haven't heard it before this year. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, it's like, because it's like not even, uh, Spotify doesn't put it among the normal albums because it's an EP, so you have to scroll all the way down to like EPs and singles, and then there's going to be a few singles, and then you get to All the Lighted People, so it's like mm-hmm. super hidden. Uh, it's a secret. Which is like, it's album length. Like
2: It's if, longer than Carrie and Lowell, isn't it? Yeah. Like,
3: I think, I think it's so. It's like an world.
1: hour or 50 minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, I guess there's two versions of "All the People" that are each like long, and then there's another track on the album, on the EP. I guess I shouldn't say album. I guess, but uh, there's another track on it that's also really long. So yeah, Joe Harry, it's is like
1: 16 minutes. Yeah, but that's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think if it didn't have "All the People" on it twice, you could m- make no argument for it that it's not a not an album
2: that's true well but do, do they call the avalanche in a, a proper album when it has Chicago on it like five yeah, times
1: yeah exactly <laughs> it's listed I think among, that one's the, like, among the albums yeah yeah, yeah. I think
3: Sufyan calls that one a compilation which yeah. like oh, okay, I would call is. this too like I guess that's yeah. kind of silly Sufyan loves to uh, <laughs> uh epic <laughs> troll so this might just be another Sufjan's
1: trick trolling us yeah I would love to
2: see, like, a troll face with, like, the two hats on
1: it. (laughs) I'm gonna make that after we... uh, Oh, (laughs) good! So this song does a a thing that is, like, one of my favorite music things, or, like, one of my... You know, one of those cliches that, that is gonna hit me, like, every time. And I'm gonna, like mark out every time if someone does it if the first song of the of the album or ep in this case just like immediately starts with with the with this with singing like there's no instrumental or anything just like starts immediately with tomorrow you'll see it through which i think is Mm. i don't know i think it's always extremely cool when an artist does that
2: yeah i agree
3: yeah plunges you right into it
1: yeah, which is funny for a song that's 12 minutes long. Like, there's really no filler in it. It's not like, uh, you know, Lana Del Rey problematic. Uh, on, on her newest album, there's like the song Venice Bitch that has like five minutes of just like instrumental noodling on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, And this one has like, I, I don't think there's like any wasted minute on it.
3: I think there might be singing like pretty much every second, except yeah. for the occasional like big noise um, yeah but even like sister off of seven swans is like that's like six minutes and it's mostly uh instrumental yeah. instrumentals in da 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 das with a little <laughs> come down part at the end
1: and it's a great song but like I really mm-hmm. like how this one's like just you know song all the way through
2: yeah and the vocals in the song are wild like the yeah. amount of hit like his voice just keeps cracking through the entire thing and it makes it so cathartic to me to listen to or just like sing along to when driving or something like yeah absolutely. i don't know why but his voice cracks just absolutely kill me dead in this song <laughs> like when he's like i know i'm still afraid of letting go of choices i've made and he just like cracks throughout it i die
1: <laughs> it's it's amazing yeah it's like because mm-hmm. that's also like when i said no other song he made before sounded like this i also think that his vocal quality has like a it has like a distinctly different quality than it had on illinois yeah or seven swans
3: that's so true he has a lot more range i feel like Mm -hmm. he's not quite as uh whispery yeah as in previous releases he can actually i think he does like sort of he's like shouting a bit on this one yeah
1: Yeah, it's like so good
2: with your moderately loud voice instead of tiny voice.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah, and I think it makes him feel, like, more vulnerable somehow. Like, his... Which is a funny thing to say, because you'd think that, you know, there's this cliche of the vulnerable singer-songwriter, and it's gonna be like Mm -hmm. Sufjan, that it's, like, whispery. But I think, like, these when he gets loud and it cracks that's like peak uh you know yeah. vulnerable it too
2: it's wild that you can get more vulnerable than like his previous work like i'm just thinking right? like how do you get more vulnerable than like romulus or yeah. like the predatory wasp of the palisades is out to get us like how <laughs> but he does
3: <laughs> yeah so interesting it's almost like a like a scared deer you know like not not like a scared deer like a you know like he's he sounds scared yeah. and he's deer-like like a scared so. man <laughs>
2: <laughs> like yes.
3: a scared uh, antelope-esque man
2: <laughs>
1: no, I'm imagining like the fucking if Zootopia instead like the, if, if the gazelle was like Sufyan. <laughs> oh, that's good if we have any,
3: if you have any furry artists in the audience, go ahead and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <there's laughs> steal this idea whole cloth.
1: There's definitely mm-hmm. gonna be Sufi furry art on the internet.
2: Oh, there's gotta be for, for there's sure. There's I mean, gonna he look even up, has but... put wings on himself, so I'm sure people have gone off on that. Oh my they, god! They've, they've like, like in taken... fucking yeah.
1: On the Christmas shows, he was wearing like reindeer. Uh, what's it called? The things that reindeers have. Oh, there is. Idol. Yeah. yeah. So that's basically like Sufian being a furry right there, or if he cos when he cosplayed as the Christmas unicorn.
2: Yeah, it's just his fursuit
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Okay. Here's a, a theory I want to like put forward to on the like lyrics, because I think there's also like a change in lyrical quality that is coming with with this EP and with ads. In mm. that, I I don't know if it. If I can make the statement, like, but yeah, I think I think it's like at least for these two, and then he gets back to the old thing with Carrie and Lowell. But I think this is this is a point where he stops like writing songs that are like super literal or that in which he like songs like Casimir Pulaski Day" that just like straight tell a story. Yeah, and, it's sort of uh,
3: devoid of of like setting and character yeah. and like narrative
1: yeah it's like mm. i think it's like fully internal like the things he describes in this one is just like you know you don't really get where this is taking place and what is exactly happening it's just like his uh internal feelings which is like basically yeah. what age of Arts the album is like all the way through yeah and it's my- all
2: about his life instead mm-hmm. of like it, it's more about like his own life and experiences rather than like the like lore of Illinois or yeah something. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah it's definitely like very emotional uh and like uh feeling led sort of lyrics and it almost gives it this sort of ethereal medieval almost sort of quality mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. When he talks about your arms around me in the lake uh uh, just very almost like tarot imagery in its sort of uh uh, looseness
1: yeah yeah and i think like the my i don't know if this is true but i was thinking because the thing he did before was the bqe and he said he wants to challenge himself by like abandoning song or like creating something that uh in which he tells a narrative without like actually telling a narrative and i think this is like the result of of him challenging himself that way that he's he's able to hmm. uh write like when he gets it's back just to like holding it all in for like, writes, like <laughs> holding
2: it all in through all of the bqe and vague, then he's like now i have all these lyrics to-, <laughs> to bring out lyrics. and all these emotions to bring out in words
1: yeah um
3: yeah i think he accomplishes that uh beautifully on this album and age of odds
2: plus there's like the whole like choral background in this song which really adds to it a lot for me just kind of like him singing alone but then also just like the support of this whole background vocals as well yeah yeah
1: yeah, it's such an interesting yeah. like the, it, the, the the like it's it's it juxtaposed so interestingly The like vocals that we talked about that is like much more vulnerable and shouty, but then there's also like this choir that is more like a classical style, I guess. Hmm. I think yeah, I think it works together in a way that because he used choirs all the time, but it has a dif- different quality that's like it's hard to describe, but I think it's yeah, it's definitely something new.
3: It feels very symphonic in the way it um, sort of uh, has that extreme dynamic contrast, which I guess is redundant, (laughs) but um, uh, yeah, it'll get like very big and loud, and then it'll be very, very quiet, and then, you know, sometimes it screams at you, and that's fun.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the the whole quality of the song is, uh, because I was listening to this on loop while I was like walking, and- it like gives me this feeling that I'm like levitating a few centimeters above the ground. Uh-huh. It's like yeah, it's really incredible. Uh, I don't know. Should yeah. we like try to interpret the lyrics? I don't know well, how much we can get of, out like, of them.
2: He, the whole EP. Even I think it is even on the Asthmatic Kitty website. Like and it the part where he describes it as an homage to the apocalypse existential ennui and Paul Simon's The Sound of Silence. Yeah. Like that's just like on the Asthmatic Kitty website when yeah. you look at like buying the album, <laughs> which I love. Uh I, I do just love I love the concept of having a whole song about the apocalypse and existential ennui. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which is like the apocalypse has kind of been a theme already on seven swans but this mm-hmm. feels like if it is about that which which he says so i gotta yeah. believe him
2: plus if- there's the way in which Sufjan stevens has an existential crisis uh i can't remember the whole name of the song but <laughs> uh from illinois
1: oh oh you mean one of the instrumental tracks i used to i'm not hearing anything I'm not oh yeah. Anything, yeah! Everyone cut out for me for okay. a second, but now All I right. can. Oh, yeah. Sure.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What I had just said was that it's, uh, it's it reminds me of also you know like a conjunction of drones simulating the way in which Sufian's oh, yeah. has an existential crisis in the Great Godfrey Maze. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> God, he usually did that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Honestly, kingship absolutely. Um. this one feels apocalyptic though and it's sort of incredibly dramatic it feels like uh, you know big battles and and crashing waves Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah and it's like because because the instrumental kind of does a does a progression over the whole thing where it's like first it's just like these quiet instruments then it like crashes onto you with the whole Mm -hmm. uh orchestra and then it's like there's there's like a an electronic part, like, later on So it's like, yeah, I think I think that, that totally gives it, like, an Apocalyptic feel
2: Yeah, for sure And just, like, just talking or singing about How afraid you are And having made mistakes And abuse and just I don't know, a lot of things Like, he even says the word terror So mm-hmm. it definitely feels very Like, being afraid but kind of pushing on Despite that
3: Yeah And having love to uh, Love is a comforting force.
1: Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. also kind of about love. Like, that was my... uh, Before I read this quote about the apocalypse, like, that was my other take on it, that it's, like, kind of about love, I guess.
2: Yeah, like, it is a powerful thing. I mean, it does kind of just feel, like, also really relevant to just the world now and how that is kind of, like, the thing pushing us through everything all the bad stuff is the love people do have for each other
1: yeah what difference does it make if the world is a mess tried my best I tried in way- vain but the world is a mess it's like god mm-hmm. th- I-, I think that line cuts really deep for me mm-hmm. and like he says it a million times so <laughs> you know he means it
2: yeah
1: there's also a line- on uh- oh go on
3: Sorry. well even on uh illinois with come on field of illinois he's talking about he's stressed out about a thousand centuries of death so it's sort of in line that he's you know stressed out about the state of the world
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it's like okay so because i mentioned seven swans earlier and i think it's like in in seven swans we talked about it how it's like about the feeling of the world is ending but it's cool and i love it and this <laughs> one's like I don't know this one's a this one's more of a the world is ending, and we are like kind of left on our own, and it's just you know the love we share with each other that, that remains yeah. But it's less of a like triumphant. we should feel good about how the you know it's less of a biblical it's less about the biblical apocalypse in the way seven Swans is.:
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, I wonder if that reflects uh, Sufyan's like religious uh experience. It's got a- of the time because you know if you're a christian and it's the end of the world it's like awesome yeah it's the end of the world (laughs) this world sucks we get to go to the cool better one but you know if you if you're not then it's like oh it's the end of the world and then i don't know yeah Yeah.
2: god i never realized just how apocalypse centered so much of his music even is because i'm just even thinking about age of odds and like how that's also just the backdrop of a huge amount of that album too like i guess totally yeah yeah, but it doesn't. On Age of Odds, it doesn't seem as hopeful, I guess. Yeah, I could say than it does here.
1: Yeah, I think Age of Odds feels like, as an album, feels super dark in a way that's like different in the way from the way that like Carrie and Lowell is uh, obviously a huge bummer album. But Age of Odds just feels very dark in ways that I can't even totally explain from the lyrics.
3: It's like. It's like Suf It's like okay, like Seven Swans and All the People. That's like about the apocalypse, and then Age of Odds, like, is the apocalypse. Like that's what it sounds oh, and feels like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah.
1: What's with the What's with the Simon and Garfunkel quotes in this? Because there's a <laughs> it lot. Sounds of them.
2: cool, I guess.
3: <laughs> you plagiarist, Sufjan. You stole these lines. <laughs>
2: That's why he had to put the reference in that says it's a, tri- a tribute to Sound yeah. of Silence <laughs> on Asthmatic Kitty, so he could, so, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think on, that holds up in court. At least uh, on the, uh, on Genius, the credits are written by Paul Simon and Sufjan Stevens, which is which is very generous that's for fun. like him quoting four lines of a song Paul Simon wrote, and like the melody isn't similar. Like he sings "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend" in a different melody then. Sound of Silence does.
2: Yeah, it's a different... It's a different tone and a different melody, but I feel like he also changes the way he... I feel like the lyrics are slightly different in, like, the other version of this song when he says, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Mm -hmm. So, right, because in the original, he says, Hello, darkness, my old friend. It breaks my heart. Yeah. And then he keeps going. But, like, then in the other... Oh, I guess that one just goes right to I've Come to Strangle You. Yeah, and the other one he's yeah, yeah. start going oh i was just saying he he just goes right to the next lyric instead of saying it breaks my heart but then there's also the the people bowed and prayed to the neon god they made that's also like a direct yeah. uh line from sound of silence
1: yeah but then he puts in like yeah it feels like it's less of less of just like quoting sound of silence but also like commenting it with things like and the people bowed and prayed and what difference does it make like yeah or also like with with the hello darkness my old friend part because then he goes on it breaks my heart i've come to strangle you in spite of what you'd like like that's so Mm -hmm. that's That's so dark
2: but don't be a rascal
1: (laughs) (laughs) come on
2: come on don't be a laughing dog in spite of odds don't be a
1: naughty boy
2: Mm-hmm. what about like the central lyric of or like the title all delighted people yeah, and how he keeps that. repeating it like all delighted people raise their hands like they the genius person does have an interpretation that's kind of like okay who's still delighted Put <laughs> your who's still happy put your hands up uh i don't know i'd never i don't know if it's I've also ever really... not sung
0: in any like motivational way at all like yeah. the melody doesn't provoke you in any way to raise your hands. It's like maybe I like raise my hands a little bit at the last wave of that, but like I'm I'm Mm -hmm. over raising my hands at this point. Of the cosmological ennui that we are experiencing with the Mm Sufian.
2: I'm also not gonna raise my hands for like eleven minutes straight. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's a challenge seen the This is life. like, that's
0: a new, that's the um, All Delighted People's Challenge on TikTok right now. People just for 11 <laughs> minutes raising their fucking
3: hands. You have to upload 11 TikToks <laughs> in a row. Of you holding your hands up.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know if you've seen the um, live performance of this, but like at one point where it gets really quiet and the things, All Delighted People raise their hands like, everyone from his band like raises their hands oh and wow it's,
3: oh that's good
1: it's very good like if i saw if i was at that live performance i would like die that's that's just so that i would just openly weep yeah and like i'm I'm guessing like the audience would also raise their hands i don't think that was visible in the video but yeah yeah but who are the who are the delighted people uh huh. Well, Christians.
3: I don't know.
2: Well, gay can gay means happy. That's happy true. is delighted. Okay. Mm. All Ooh, the gays sneaky. raise your hands.
3: This is his uh uh, Manchurian candidate code to activate all <laughs> gay people into yeah. his army.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: If you if you see your children uh raising their hands, you know what's up. <laughs> see you know zoomers just be out there and raise your hands <laughs> fellas
2: <laughs> is it gay to raise your hands <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you're but the, basically the hand raising stops
0: at the uh, at the and the people bowed and prayed oh i love you a lot oh i love you from the top of my heart which i mm-hmm. think is the um this is like my my listening to all delighted people is is like oh boy only four more minutes until my favorite line comes, <laughs> oh boy only three more minutes until my favorite line comes, and then it's like oh I love you a lot and then I'm just like in in heaven and then yeah, and then yeah. actually it, it goes on from there but I, but I think like there is also like no, it a could, performative ennui of the of everything that comes before that that like very like lethargic
1: kind of melody stops yeah like yeah i totally feel that like i think this is this is a thing that so few people can do well is to make a song that's really long and that's already like really engaging at the beginning but just keeps getting better and you need that build to make that like cathartic part at the end so good
2: yeah which yeah. like he really perfects an impossible soul i'm just thinking of like yeah. the last few minutes of that and like well, i guess it's not the last few minutes it's like just before that when it yeah, hits the, the like really upbeat part and yeah. you're like you just feel like you've been waiting for that for like 18 minutes
1: <laughs> yeah and then that part goes on for like five minutes and it's just like yeah. two lines and it's not getting boring
2: Hmm. yeah
1: and i guess also in a small way in christmas unicorn but yeah. my, my my point was actually that
0: it is it's kind of boring before oh i love you a lot comes to, for me and it's not—it's mm. not like a, a I'm I'm pissed off bored by this music. <laughs> no, it's like a, you know uh, I mean I'm still listening to a cool Siemens yeah. song. It's just like a little boring, <laughs> and then like <laughs> this amazing line comes <laughs>
1: that I'm living for. Yeah, I don't know. I'm mm. I'm not bored by it, but like guess I can see what you mean.
2: Yeah, I I feel like my favorite part of the song is like the beginning part of the song okay. when his voice is still like the yeah. most. Mm -hmm. raw and like i think for me the song peaks at the part where he says where he says abuse but makes it like i don't know how many syllables long oh yeah (laughs) but (laughs) uh where he i guess he says um in spite of all the terror and abuse um but it's like abuse and it just goes on and on and i'm like god this this breaks my heart yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was thinking, like, I was noticing that as I was l- listening that the way he, like, stretches the syllabus, it's like the, it's like that fucking old ass meme about uh, sports versions of the National Anthem. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I
3: feel like I like
2: the out. National I'd like it more if Sufjan was singing the American <laughs> National Anthem than other people, probably.
1: Probably.
3: And he made, he made it like all the people, he added like seven different verses that had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just...
1: Uh... Oh, that would be good, like if you just quoted fucking... I don't even- I don't know the lyrics of the American National Anthem. If you just quoted like two lines and then commented on it and then went into a completely different thing. Mhm. Maybe uh, my favorite bit. part of, yeah
3: my favorite part of this song is when he says i am joined with you forever and then it and then there's like a big everyone just slamming mm. on their instruments oh yeah
0: and it's, that's, a yeah. that's a good that's a good part it's a good part
3: and see that's that's maybe the anticipation of that part helps because it is a little it is lethargic and a little dragging but for me it adds to this sort of like dreamlike quality of it Mm-hmm. It feels very um what's the word? Like enchanting.
1: Yeah.
0: Like an enchanting ghost.
1: Haha mm-hmm. <laughs> ha, yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> 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 um, so now song on this album. It comes after this. Maybe his theme, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. No, I feel like I feel like this is his loosest collection of songs, but in a good way. Like I think I mentioned it on the last episode, but I don't know if it made it in the edit.
3: Yeah, well that's what he was talking about in that interview of he was just writing songs that had nothing to do with each other and he was just letting them sit in on his hard drive while mm-hmm. he was uh touring BQE.
2: Yeah. Oh that makes um, sense. Yeah. It works. Because, yeah, I feel like a, a track like, well, I, yeah, no, a track like this and a track like um, The Owl and the Tanager are just really things I couldn't see sitting on either Illinois or yeah. Age of Odds. Mm-hmm. They just don't fit on either of those. So it's it's nice that he had somewhere to kind of just put those separate tracks that don't belong anywhere else.
1: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and
2: yet,
3: yeah, like it, it does feel, it feels cohesive, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as a full listening experience that I can listen to beginning to end.
1: Yeah, which is yeah. in yeah. order. Yeah, it's just... Like, I mean, I don't... Uh, go on.
3: Yeah, I, I don't listen to, like, play, playlists that often, but, like, uh, <laughs> just imagine a normal Sufyan playlist, of like, okay, three-minute song, five-minute song, then Joharia just comes in. It's like, all right, this <laughs> is what... <laughs> this yeah. is an activity now for the next 16 <laughs> minutes, I guess.
2: Yeah.
1: No, I guess it's like a mixtape right like it's it's less of an album that has a fixed theme and more like something that um that's just arranged in a way that it flows in each other really well even if the actual songs are like different yeah but it's still like put together really well and you know the,
2: yeah they're really mixed in tone in general like i feel like they have a similar sound of being like before he got into, well, I mean, not that he hadn't done electronic stuff before, but like before getting into the stuff that he did on Odds, but like, they all have like a similar sound, but the tone is so different because like this song is just very like cathartic, but then there's like, From the Mouth of Gabriel is like pretty upbeat, but then there's like The Owl and the Chanitor is possibly one of the saddest songs he's ever put out. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like, hardcore. they're very different tonally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
3: Wait, I might have just blown this whole thing. What?
1: It's a collage.
2: Oh, it's oh, like a collage,
1: God, like the album cover. <gasps> yeah,
2: and those are the delighted people.
1: Yeah, there they are. I'm gonna for the like a podcast upload. I'm just gonna put our faces in there, and it's not <laughs> even gonna look weird. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can
3: find them now on your uh, iPhone's uh, po- podcast screen.
1: Yeah. Like, what was I gonna say? What, what What were you saying before you said the collage thing?
3: Oh, how every song feels different.
1: Oh yeah, no the the thing about the like how how he slowly gets into the electric thing like to, to me because I listened to this after I already heard Age of Ads like a ton of times and listening to this like made it click for me how it's like yeah it's basically a bridge between the uh, instrumental sound he used up to. Illinois and the one he used on Age of Arts like it kind of has both and it feels like a mix between like his baroque pop instrumentation and the the like electric flourishes that are also on this track
2: Mm -hmm. definitely it sort of
3: enters this sort of like I don't know post folk uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, area where it's uh, just very long and drawn out folk music and baroque uh, pop yeah Mm-hmm. it's very cool i i can't think of anyone making music quite like this uh which probably just speaks to my lack of knowledge really? about genres uh if you know anyone who makes music that sounds like this uh, <laughs> s- uh send it send it to your mother
1: I and mean, it kind of like happy father's day it reminds me of things but but there's just like small moments that Remind me of, like, because we talked about the Simon Garfranco reference, obviously, and like that's very explicit, but I feel like there's also some like small Beatles esque moments that I can't quite explain, but I-, I can only back it up by saying that he was like at the live performance I watched, his guitar belt was like a Beatles guitar belt. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a clue. Yeah. Yeah, and but the there's, like, there's like small ARG. moments that remind me of, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, obviously I don't listen to the Beatles anymore, but <laughs> it reminded me of the time I did. And I think is I think this is like better than a Beatles song and it doesn't sound like it, but there's like, just like small harmonies or like instrumental flourishes, like at the end where it goes into like an instrumental crescendo, uh, that sounds mm-hmm. like, like a part of A Day in the Life. Like that's what it reminded me of. Uh, Which I think makes sense if you, like, consider the, you know, post-modern aspects of, like, quoting a different song uh, that it's like. Or, like, also the collage thing, I guess, that he just puts in musical influences he probably has.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's, like, impossible not to really, to be a musician and not, like, have some inspiration from... like unintentional inspiration, yeah. yeah totally.
3: Maybe inspiration from well, yeah, inspiration from anyone.
1: Yeah. Didn't you, Jen? Didn't you tweet like once that you wrote something and realized that you just wrote a Sufjan song? <laughs>
3: <sighs> that sounds about right. I don't, I don't quite remember. I did interpolate most of uh, "Transdermal Celebration" by Ween on the song "Save," yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely I will write a song that is um, on purpose, like, evokes a similar feeling as another song. Uh, like, I'm uh, writing a song right now that's very similar to the song Paranoia by Blink-182. Okay. Okay. Is that who that is? Wait. I don't know. The Paranoia, Paranoia, Everybody's Coming to Get Me.
1: I don't know the song. If it is, it's a newer one. Because
2: uh... I only know their stuff up to their, self- their self-titled album, but... There's a... I don't
3: oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of... Uh, is it really? Okay. I don't know. It's flagpole-sitted by Harvey Danger. I don't know why I thought it was...
2: Okay, yeah, I know that. <laughs>
3: 182 Yeah, so.
2: yeah, I know that one, too. Yeah.
3: Wild. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yes, inspiration... Inspiration can come from anywhere, is what I guess I'm saying.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. For sure. Um, Is there anything else as we want to discuss about this song. like I, We're at we're at 50 minutes, so, uh, you know. That's almost
3: enough time to listen to the whole yeah <laughs> whole EP.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think I have any other thoughts besides that it's good as hell.
2: Yeah, my only thought really is that, like, it's a song I love so much that once I listen to one version of it, after that I am almost always immediately play the other version of it. And... <laughs> it is like i honestly i've listened to them both so many times like that i i've listened to them so many times that it's definitely the combined plays is higher than any of my other Sufyan song mm-hmm. plays despite how long it is um and i still don't really know which version of the song i like better and i don't really remember what the main differences are between them <laughs> i just like them both a lot so much
1: <laughs> yeah
3: I like how the, well I guess we'll talk more about the classic rock version later But I do quite enjoy the, the synthy ending of the uh, classic rock version
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm just gonna say one thing Go
2: on ding. Ding
0: Okay Etc et I think it has a good guitar solo Yeah If there ever was one, this yep. is the only one do 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 but it's yeah,
1: it's rare to even get a guitar solo in a Sufjan song. So when we get really? one, it's, it's usually good. Like there was one in, there was one on Sister, I think. One of the Seven Swans, song, maybe Abraham. Yeah, it was also pretty cool. Mm.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like when he goes just absolutely hog wild on a guitar. <laughs> Like he does at the end of uh, Sister, yeah, or the middle of Sister,
1: yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. Also, yeah. There's, there's not much more I yeah have the to say.
3: The song rules. I'm so happy we're finally talking about yeah. this album. Yeah, this feels different, uh, like
1: because as I, I guess I can say this now. Uh, I have not listened <laughs> to the Avalanche uh before like the specific episode like i i listened i only listened to the avalanche as we were listening to the episodes and i think i listened to the complete album like as we were wrapping up the illinois episodes but that album was like not something i have had in constant rotation before uh and then of course we did the bqe which i I also watched like explicitly for the episode so it feels good to like as much as i enjoy doing those episodes it feels good to come back to something that i'm familiar with and that i've Aww. listened to many times
3: yeah this album is like a little formative for me in terms of uh my own music and uh it's been one of my favorites for a long time and uh yeah it's fantastic
1: yeah i think like, I'm definitely gonna, like, praise this EP as, like, one of his best. Because it's, it's weirdly overlooked, like, as we talked about. Because it's categorization and, as an EP. And because it came out, like, right before Age of Arts, But it's, like, really fantastic. Like, I think it's better than Michigan. Uh, I I don't know if I, I would put it higher up than Illinois. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this now, but I'm only saying this because Illinois is the one that I've listened to the most in my entire life. Because it's the first one I heard. So I'm a little, might be a little That's tired fair, of yeah. it, and this is fresher to me. But yeah, yeah, I think this is like definitely in his top three or four.
2: Yeah, it's up there for me. Like Age of Odds is my favorite Sufjan album, and then after that, it's such a like I don't know. There's so it's many hard. different things that stand out, but all of them, it's like Carry and Lowell, yeah. a, uh, All Delighted People. Those are like the two that stand out as my next favorites after Age of Odds. But then it's like, yeah, but then the other ones are so good too. Yeah. I don't know. It's impossible
1: yeah i yeah i like ads is my favorite but i don't know if i like i think seven swans is also just perfect and yeah uh you know but then i remember this and then i remember carrie and low and then i remember illinois like they're all easily. Like,
2: yeah i'm starting to think sufjan stevens makes good music it's pretty good <laughs> yeah it's i hope that's the only
3: conclusion we come to at the, <laughs> in this whole podcast is that sufjan is a a good uh, musician and artist.
1: Imagine if mm-hmm. we've like sat down to make this podcast and then realized halfway through that we fucking hate Sufjan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. Seems pretty seems like pretty impossible. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's there's people who don't like Sufjan out there and they're wrong. Objectively. I feel like the first
2: time I tried to listen to him I was a little bit put off by the god of it all but then i maybe that's why i, I got into carion Lowell first because it's like less god more mm-hmm. well not i there's still plenty of god on yeah. Carion and Lowell, but like then it's like you get into this other stuff and i don't know it's kind of like it's it's, Carrie and it's Lowell good. has like a it's lot of references
1: good. like it, it also has like the classic greek references so oh yeah you, you can also <laughs> grab on that
2: yeah I mean, there's also just no shade in the shadow of the cross. It's like just yeah, a song it's a title. So song like, title. God's there.
1: He's, he's always there. He's there.
2: Yeah,
1: He's always watching us. Yeah, yeah, but but like, yeah, I think, always with us. I think Sufjan is the most palatable, uh, quote unquote, Christian songwriter. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't I don't know of any, or like, I know very few other people who do explicitly bible references so much and are still so beloved by you know crowds that don't usually listen to that or you know people who are yeah
2: i think it helps that there's such a big like gay audience yeah. for Sufyan mm-hmm. that is like i think a lot of other people who love god as much as Sufyan possibly don't love the gay community mm-hmm. as much as sufian does <laughs> so i think it's fair
1: uh, to say yeah
2: yeah not all of them but some of them for sure
1: enough of them to yeah. validate yeah. yeah i think didn't like didn't like dc talk like lose a ton of their audience because they came out in favor of gay marriage <laughs> like i think that was a thing oh god or like one of the band <laughs> members like i don't know if it was like a band member in fighting or if that was like all of them but th- there's definitely like christ like uh, contemporary christian artists who will say one you know mildly pro great gay statement and everyone it's getting angry. Or you know, like the Amy Grant stuff where they go through a divorce and people are gonna be horrible about it.
2: God.
3: <laughs> yeah, probably. It's almost as if when you uh appeal to a very conservative market, that's uh what you get. Yeah. Oh well.
1: Well uh yeah, I think I think this has been the been an episode.
3: I think this is I think we've
1: did it.
2: I think it's been an episode.
1: Uh thank you thank you so much for joining us, Stephanie. Do you want to shout out anything
2: uh sure yeah thanks for having me um i do a podcast called city girls make do with my good friend alex where we watch sex in the city uh from our 2020 perspective (laughs) and uh talk about how how good or bad it is uh now which is really fun we only have like 10 episodes of the show left Mm -hmm. uh but that's really fun uh that's hoist- hosted on noise dot xyz uh i also related did a did a podcast guest on a noise space podcast tuning fork um like a year ago where i talked about age of odds and how much i love it which is like a, a podcast about pitchfork uh reviews and like best new music or or you know the worst music that they reviewed uh and so that was really fun too i love to talk about cpn so yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would say uh, nice. City Girls is like, even if you've never watched a single episode of Sex and the City, I can <laughs> very much recommend it just to like t- see an episode that has a title like Poop Titties 4 and then hear <laughs> that said out loud. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's some titles that, that we've had that have been a lot. I mean, it's the show is Sex in the City. Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, I mean, it's on HBO. There's a lot of, you know, content that's a lot, especially when like the 2000s and like late 90s really tried to go hard on the whole like, uh, like we can do and say whatever we want. <laughs> uh, it's the future, it's Y2K. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about and unpack yeah. <laughs> for sure.
3: Awesome. Uh we are not an official NoiseSpace podcast, but we are friends, which means we can talk shit about the company. NoiseSpace, if you're listening, get (laughs) fucked.
1: (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: No, we love you, Noise Space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Mm. ton of great shows there. Uh yeah. I don't know, Jan, do you have anything? To add at this point. Okay, then I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it's still there. Thanks everyone for listening to The Age of Pods. I always. I never remember if it's Pods or Apps. Thanks everyone for listening to The Age of Pods. <laughs> thank, you for
3: listening to the, thank you for listening to The Age of Odds. We just changed it last minute. Yeah. Uh,
1: and as we say at the end of every episode, do you have something? And what
3: difference does it make?
1: wouldn't that be fucked up
0: <laughs> oh shit i was muted right
1: yeah wouldn't you? yeah you
0: <laughs>
1: mm, okay
0: did m- you say something made a fun yeah i made a funny joke it's it's fine it's lost oh say it again <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i thought you were reacting to the joke but you were just reacting to the silence which is wow <laughs> <laughs> that is some bucket <laughs> shit <laughs>
1: okay, we were listening to the sound of silence Wow. Wow. (laughs) All right. Bye. (laughs)